We continue this morning uh, in our sermon series from the parables of Jesus, that incredible, amazing teacher. Every time I read a parable of Jesus, that same idea comes to me of Jesus who's standing inside or outside at the temple or on the street or someone's house and he's telling a story from everyday life and it relates greatly to the needs of the people that are there. He was an amazing teacher. I think we'll see today that Jesus tackled a lot of difficult subjects. It wasn't that Jesus taught the obvious, but sometimes when he taught things, it became very obvious and was very apparent the truth and the depth that he was speaking about. But sometimes I believe Jesus took on some of the harder subjects and he cared deeply about them. And one of those subjects is the subject that I would like to preach about today, and that is about the importance of forgiveness. The importance of our forgiveness. How important it is to the heart of God that we understand the need to forgive the people around us. We need to be able to forgive the people who fall short. And probably if we think very much about it, we would say we're among that group. We're not perfect. Nobody that's here today is perfect. Nobody gets through life without making mistakes or assuming the wrong thing or even having intentions that are colored by other needs and other things that are going on in life. And sometimes we look back, we might even feel pretty bad about our attitude, and maybe we're just not sure about how we've treated somebody, and we certainly understand that they've treated us poorly. Jesus knew that. He knew that forgiveness is a, a great challenge to the human heart. In fact, forgiveness is one of the greatest challenges to the human heart. And so he told a story about forgiveness. He told a story, a parable about the unforgiving servant. And in that story, he, he talked about the unmerciful servant and how he had come to the king and, and the king was holding him uh, accountable for his debt and the man knew he couldn't pay it off and he begged the king to, to forgive him and to forgive the debt and he did so. And then the man went out and the man that owed him a little... He would not forgive that debt, but he was not changed at all by the, the king's kindness to him and compassion to him. And, and Jesus tells this story to help us to see forgiveness from God's viewpoint and God's angle. This parable is called the parable of the unforgiving servant. It has other names too, but it's also the parable of the, the heart of the king. What God thinks and God sees and God feels. This story, I believe, helps us to understand God's heart. And really a lot about how God sees life. How God sees mankind. And the future that God wants with every one of us. Because this parable, among other things, is also in kind of the category of a parable of relationships. God cares deeply about our relationship with Him and how we view Him. How we understand His grace. How do we understand the mercy of God? 
Do we understand what it means that God is a merciful God? And then do we understand that God wants that type of thinking and, and that way to, to relate to people practiced and put into our lives? This great parable is found in Matthew chapter 18, and I'd like for us to read it together. If you have a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, and listen to this parable of the unmerciful servant or the unforgiving servant and listen to what Jesus says. Listen to his heart as he is trying to convey to this one disciple at least and maybe all his disciples this particular understanding of forgiveness. Before I read, I just want to say today, I know that life is hard. And probably there's many of us that are here today have had things happen to us in our lives that we wrestle to understand. And we wrestle with forgiveness. And we wrestle with feelings that are there, whether we've forgiven or not. The whole subject of, of forgiveness brings up all kinds of thoughts for different people depending on where they've been in life and what they've been through. There's probably some people here that have endured much hardship and, and the harshness of life and the pain of broken relationships and, and those that have treated you wrongly and you wrestle with that. What does it mean to forgive? What does that mean for my spirit and, and my life? Well, I believe Jesus understood that when he spoke this parable. Now, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay everything back. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found out he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him, began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servants, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Jesus tells us that forgiveness is at the very core of our relationship with God. It's also at the core of our relationship with others. Forgiveness is what God wants for His people. 
Forgiveness is what God wants for his relationship with every one of us. I notice in this story that the king wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Verse 23, therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Jesus paints the picture. He tells the story of a king who who is not satisfied and is not content, is not happy to sit on his throne uh, in the palace and just watch his kingdom and let them go and give them laws and give them uh, rules and, and oversee them. But this king wants to settle accounts with them. Jesus is telling us that God very much wants us to be in harmony with him and wants our sins to be forgiven and wants us to be restored totally, completely in relationship with him. Forgiveness is what the king wants in the story. God wants to be close to you. God wants to have everything cleared between your heart and his heart so that there is a fellowship and a close connection with you. God doesn't want you to have any secrets. God doesn't want you to have anything that you have not given to him and allowed him to take away and to cleanse and to make holy like him. God wants to be very close to us. There's a great barrier, though, between us and God, and, and Jesus describes it as a massive debt. A massive debt. What was how many bags of 10,000 bags of gold? I've read all kinds of translations. That could be 23 million dollars. The idea is the debt is so large, so large that we could never pay it. That's obvious. That the debt of our sin compared to a holy God is so big that there's no way that we can ever be good enough or do certain things or check off a list of our our acts of goodness or kindness so that God would say, okay, that pays off the debt. I mean, we might be good people and we can pay on the debt. We can do what God wants us to. We can obey him and respond to him and treat people kindly and, and all those things. And we can be generous with our money. And that pays on the debt. You know, it might pay 50 cents or so on the debt. But we still got 33 million or 32 million, 999 and so forth. Because the debt of sin separates us from a holy God. God is completely holy. He has no sin and he can't dwell with sin. And so any sin, even a small sin or a few sins separates us from God and we become the debtor. We become the one that owes God so much. Sin is a barrier to our relationship with God. And so this parable shows us the, the, the power of that sin and the brokenness of it. And it shows us the beauty of God's forgiveness and how precious it is that the king forgives the debt. I mean that the king is willing to, to forgive $33 million of debt for this one man. And he does it quickly. He does it generously. He does it from his heart. And when we talk about the forgiveness of God, we understand it's a, it's a heart forgiveness. It also shows us the power of forgiveness. And what happens when God releases us from the bondage of sin and the brokenness in our relationship with him? This parable, unlike most of the other parables, was prompted by a question. Peter, 
one of the disciples, the outspoken one, the one that always had an opinion, and Jesus had chosen him especially to do the things that he called him to do later on. But Peter had a question. Peter had been watching Jesus, and I'm guessing that Peter had watched Jesus as he talked to people, and he confronted people, and he counseled people, and he forgave people their sins, and talked about that when he healed people, and And Peter probably had a lot of things going on in his mind. Maybe, you know, I got this picture of Peter, and he's been portrayed in in different movies. Somebody had trouble getting along with people. I mean, Peter rubbed some people the wrong way, especially before the day of Pentecost. He was always in conflict, and he was always fussing about something, and that's the picture at least that we have of him. And so Peter probably had a lot of occasions of conflict and offense with people. He probably caused it a lot, and I'm guessing that also people hurt Peter. And so Peter took Jesus aside. Then Peter came to Jesus. It's been on on Peter's mind, and maybe it might be on your mind too. How do I forgive? And what do I do about someone that's hurt me so bad? What do I do about that, those feelings that are there? And so Peter comes and he finds Jesus, and he talks to him, and And he asked him this question, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? I don't know how many times Peter had been offended, but probably been a lot of times. He had been hurt by someone. He had been misunderstood or or just he had been treated cruelly by someone. And and, uh, Jesus hears that question. He senses the depth of Peter's feelings. He knows that Peter is struggling with this, and Peter is wondering about this. And the compassionate Jesus understands the the plight of man. He understands the forgiveness that we struggle with. Peter had sensed the depth of Jesus' love, and Peter wanted more. He wanted to be free of it. He he wanted to know how to handle it. And so uh, Jesus responds to this sincere question. That same question that many of us face in life because we've been hurt and we've been wronged by others. Some of you have lived in a relationship that have brought repeated offenses. Some of you have been in a marriage relationship or another relationship of a family member and someone who claims to be a Christian, but yet their behavior continues to hurt you. You don't know what to do about it and how to handle it. Most of you have dealt with somebody talking about you and some betraying you. And for some of you, life has been very rough. And even today, you would say, I'm at a place that I'm struggling with this person and how I deal with them. Well, Peter's question seems to be a very honest one. Specifically, he was asking about forgiving his brother or his sister, someone probably, maybe another disciple perhaps, or someone close to him and Peter was struggling, and well, how much, how long do I put up with that? And so Peter asked the question, Jesus, should I forgive up to seven times? Maybe Peter thought, boy, that would really show that I am sincere, and I want to do what's right, and, and I can be kind, and, and I can answer up to seven times, Jesus, should I forgive them? I notice that Jesus gives a very Jewish answer. Jesus kind of gives an answer that would have probably caused Peter to step back and really think. I mean, it was really a wise answer that Jesus gave. He said to him, I tell you not seven times, 
but 77 times. Or one translation says 70 times 7, 490 times. Jesus gives this hyperbole or he gives this description about Peter. You can never forgive enough. You can never forgive from your heart enough. There's not a limit to what God wants you to be able to forgive in your brother and your sister. Jesus uses a term that, that uh, often when he's teaching called the, the kingdom of, of heaven or the kingdom of God. And he uses that term in this parable and he says, Peter, not seven times, but 70 times seven. And he says to him uh, that I'm going to tell you a story. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of, of heaven is, is now, Peter, how I want you to think about your question and about this subject of forgiveness. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Jesus used that term a lot. I think he used it to describe what he wants the church to be. What does God want for Mifflinburg? He wants us to be the kingdom. He wants us to reflect the kingdom values. He wants his people to be unique. Now, this is different than people that don't believe in Jesus, don't believe in God's forgiveness and God's grace. But among us, this is how God wants us to understand. He wants us to understand that there's a kingdom all around us. And in one place, he says, the kingdom is within you. If you have received me and you have accepted my forgiveness and you have accepted my kingdom and how I view and what I do. I think also of the, the kingdom of God as being God's worldview. When Jesus describes the kingdom, he's describing how God views everything. And he calls us to live a certain way for our own good. He does to help us, to help us where we hurt, to help us where we struggle. So I think also the, the kingdom of God is an invitation. That God's giving us an invitation to join in to how God views the world, to accept how he views the world and, and live by those principles. It's an invitation to live a higher way, a better way, in a way that would be most freeing and most meaningful. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like this. He says, Peter, you want to understand forgiveness? Let me tell you what my kingdom is like. Let me tell you how I see it. Let me tell you how my heavenly Father sees forgiveness how the Heavenly Father sees relationship. And what He has is the very best for us. And even if we, we wrestle with it, we don't understand it, we know that God has His very best for us about forgiveness. He's also giving a warning here that if we don't forgive, we are right on the edge of, of losing God's forgiveness because it's evident that if you don't Forgive, if you choose not to forgive, then you don't understand God's forgiveness for you. You have not accepted God's forgiveness if you are not putting that into practice in the lives of other people. This is how Jesus said it. Verse 33, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had for you? I gave you the example. I showed you the kingdom of heaven. I showed you what I want you to, how I want you to react to people. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from the heart. He's saying to Peter, Peter, you must choose to forgive. 
You must choose to let go of the feelings and the hurt and say in your heart, I will let go, let go of that, being able to hold on to that uh, accountability for that person. Jesus was telling Peter that, that God is very angered when we do not forgive, when we do not have in our heart the love and the compassion and the forgiveness that God has. God wants compassion. He wants us to have compassion for each other. So Jesus is giving us that everyday guidance, everyday life guidance. Forgiveness is such a terrible poison. Forgiveness causes resentment and bitterness, but it's not just that it, it, it affects us right now and then we're finished with this, but, but a, a lack of forgiveness stays in our mouth. It stays in our stomach. And you can't get rid of the toxin that it leaves inside of you unless you forgive. All of us have been in a hospital and we've seen the, the bag attached to the pole and the drip of medicine for someone who is receiving antibiotics. And that bag is there and they do the settings on it and there's that slow drip that goes from the bag and through the tube and into the bloodstream. And I always kind of marvel how slow the drip is, at least some situations. I'm sure there's a variety of them. Well, I think of uh, not forgiving as being having that bag attached to you with that toxin in the fluid. And it might not all come at once. It, it, it doesn't like all go into your blood system, you know, in, in, in two minutes. But it's a slow drip. It just drips every little bit. But every time it drips and it goes into your spirit and into your heart, it just makes you harder and harder. It makes you less able to, to live the kingdom of God because it just poisons you. It's like a little bit at a time, just a, a little bit at a time, the, the drip, the, the toxic that comes to your life. In this story, the king is representing God Himself. Jesus says, this is how God sees us. He wants to forgive you. He's merciful. And I notice in this story that the king responds to the, the debtor's request. I mean, the debtor, $33 million, and he comes in and he simply says, please be merciful to me. <coughs> the king doesn't take a long time to decide. God just says to us when we come, yes, I forgive you. He doesn't put all kinds of requirements on it or, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. But there are some things that we have to do to receive God's forgiveness. We have to be willing to come and repent and receive. Repent and <coughs> receive. And then God is so willing to forgive our debt. He doesn't have to be begged. We don't have to cry. We don't have to scream. We don't have to, to beg God to forgive us simply from the heart, from a genuine spirit. Say, God, I wronged you. I have this debt. I ask you to forgive me. And so willing is God 
to do that. See, that is a tender-hearted God. That is a God that, that has such deep love on the inside that His response is to forgive. He wants to forgive. On the other hand, in this story, the debtor represents us. We need forgiveness, all of us. We have this massive debt. But in this story, the debtor had no compassion on the other person that owed him so much less money. The king had this tender heart, but the debtor had a very hard heart. He did not, he was not changed by the compassion of God. In the story, the, the debtor was not changed by the great compassion that the king had. Instead, he held on to the hardness. When we accept God's forgiveness, we accept a heart change of how we see sin, how we see God. And in the story, this debtor did not do that. That's a part of repentance, that willingness to change. I think you could call it heart forgiveness. God wants heart forgiveness from us, receiving and, and giving. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Think about what Jesus was saying. That's the last uh, uh, words, three words of the parable, from your heart. What does that mean? When I think of the heart, I mean that is the place of my will. That is the place of saying, I choose to do what God says. And forgiveness is a matter of choice. It is a choice to make. It is something on the inside that says, I am moving toward God about this situation in my life. I understand that I don't understand everything, but I, I know and I understand that I have to make the choice to forgive. That doesn't make it easy. It doesn't take away the feelings. It doesn't make it so we don't struggle with, with accountability, for example, and uh, being restored in relationship. That's not what the, the forgiveness that I'm talking about is. Forgiveness is making a choice. That I am moving toward God. And I am accepting that God has forgiven me. And I'm asking Him to take that same forgiveness through me so that I can offer that to another person. Heart forgiveness is a choice to make. It's a will to surrender. Making the choice to forgive says, I'm not going to hold in my heart that, uh, that I can hold them responsible for their sin. Punish them. Whatever term you want to use. To truly choose to forgive is saying, I let go of that. It's a discipline to hold on to. Sometimes when we struggle with the feelings of forgiveness, they come back. And we're not sure why. We don't quite understand, but we know that they're there. And that's a reality of feelings and life. Because you choose to forgive someone doesn't mean that you'll stop feeling pain about it. Sometimes that pain goes on, but more often than not, when we choose to forgive, God breaks the chains inside of us so that we can see that person from a different way. We can let that go. And so heart forgiveness is something to hold on to and say, I choose to do this. But I'll say one other thing about the importance of forgiving in your life is you have to trust God in that process. You can't do it on your own. You can't forgive people 
without God's grace in your life. You can try to, but I don't believe you can truly let go and you can be free of those things on the inside that hold you back, those toxins, those poisons that drip in when we don't forgive unless we trust God. We say, God, I want to understand your mercy and your compassion and your forgiveness and your love and and I want to live that out in my life. And so the best thing that we can do when we're struggling with a relationship or we're struggling with a hurt in our lives is come before God and say, God, I, I'm struggling to forgive and I ask you to show me how. I ask you to help me to forgive someone, this person in my life. I believe that God can come to us in the quietness of life and He can help us to take that step. He can help us to put it up on the table and say, here it is. I have these feelings. I have these fears. And I have these deep pains, but I choose to let this person go into the hands of God. Allow God to be the judge. Allow God to do the work. Allow God to hold them responsible and accountable. Forgiving is not forgetting. Sometimes we mix up the two and, and people sometimes talk to me about past hurts in their lives and as they're talking, I realize what they're really talking about is they can't forget about it. It just, it's still there. That's a normal human activity and sometimes that takes time. And, uh, but I know that when we, when we give it to God, and we trust God that He's able to work on the very inner pain that we have in our lives and our spirits. Forgiving is not forgiving. Forgiving is choosing to let God over and over again wash us with the forgiveness that He has. Forgiving is making that choice to let God flow through us and in us Sometimes He can wash away even the feelings. He does so often with people. Man, I, I've read stories, and you've read stories, and you've heard stories of, of uh, some of the most painful betrayals and hurtful things in life. Sometimes from one's own family, one's own loved ones, and some, many times on the outside, but in both cases, We've read incredible stories of people who've endured so much more than I ever have or will. And how when they give it to God, boy, God is able to do something incredible deep on the inside of their heart and their spirit. And I wonder today if there might be something in your life, in your heart, in your spirit that you just really need to say to God today, God, I am struggling to forgive this person in my life. And I ask you to show me your love and your grace so that I can extend that to them. Not only can I be free, but then they can be free too. Would you stand with me and we pray about this? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this parable of Jesus and how true it is and real it is in life. That sometimes there are people that hurt us, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Sometimes, God, it's the people in our own lives that, that 
we should uh, feel the most trust in, but the trust has been broken. And we know that part of the issue in our pain sometimes is the bitterness and the resentment that can be there and can block us from truly understanding and receiving God's grace and God's forgiveness and blocking us from being able to forgive. I pray today that we would make the choice to forgive and that we would honor Jesus. And, and so as, as Peter asked this, I believe sincere question to Jesus, how many times, God, that we would understand how much you loved us and you forgave us and God, you released us from that debt. I pray that would help us to release others also. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.